Have you ever wondered if it's really necessary to have a niche if you're a life coach? In this episode of the Niche Podcast, we're going to look at the fundamental debate within the life coaching community. We're going to ask the question, to niche or not to niche? Welcome to the Niche Podcast, where we talk about everything related to your niche. It's all about your niche, your mindset, and having a business you love. I'm your host, mental health expert, Veronique Valencourt. Welcome, my friends. I'm so glad you're here today. Hi from Houston, Texas, where it is so hot and humid and mosquito-y, but that's kind of the price we pay for not having to dig ourselves out of the snow in the winter. My name is Veronique Valencourt. I'm a psychotherapist and a mental health professional with over 25 years experience. I'm a twice certified life coach, certified through Martha Beck International and through the Life Coach School. I love both the fields of psychotherapy and life coaching, and I'm just really excited for you to be listening to my podcast. Currently, I have a small psychotherapy practice here in Houston, but my primary gig is I'm a life coach for life coaches stuck in niche drama. So this question, to niche or not to niche, the reason that I am doing a podcast on this is, as you might guess, it's a huge stumbling block for a lot of my clients and why a lot of people come and work with me. It's one of the top questions I get, and I feel like there are a lot of coaches out there that get stuck right out of the gate in niche drama, trying to figure out, do they need a niche or not? It's a really important question, too, because it guides your decision making and the process for setting up your business if you're starting out as a life coach. And oftentimes people just don't move beyond answering that question and then they just kind of give up. So to really ponder this question, let's ask it this way. If you're a life coach, do you need to drill down and work with a specific population and pain point or do you need to just stay a generalist, and see all sorts of clients. And there's a wide variety of opinions depending on where you look. You could go ahead and Google it, or you can just trust me on this, but there's lots of answers in terms of if you need a niche or not, if you're a life coach. And some business coaches will say, yes, you need to niche down. And then others will say, no, you don't. It's kind of all over the place. And even in my two certifications that I did, I had one certification that said, no, you don't need a niche at all. Just be a general life coach. And then I had another one that said, the more specific you can be about a niche, the better. So it's enough to make anybody confused. And it certainly made me confused when I was starting out. A little sidebar, the pronunciation of niche, you can pronounce it niche or niche. Both are correct. You're going to hear me say niche because I am French Canadian. I grew up in Canada. I speak French, and that's the pronunciation in French. But I've looked it up, and both pronunciations are correct. So apologies in advance to my niche people. I'm not trying to be difficult. It's just the way that I learned to say it. And so you're going to be stuck listening to me say niche throughout this podcast. Okay, let's get started with this. What is a niche exactly? If you look it up in the dictionary, it's a specialized segment of the market for a particular kind of product or service. For a life coach, a niche is the specific population that you work with, with a specific pain point, and a solution that your clients are willing to pay money for. 
So for example, in my life coaching practice, I help life coaches who are stuck in niche drama get clarity about their niche so they can get going in their business, see clients and make money. And that's super specific. And there's a reason for that. But before we go down the rabbit hole of picking a specific niche, I want to talk about the school of thought that life coaches don't need a niche. There's a good portion of the life coaching community and industry that think that life coaches just don't need a niche. They should just go out and put out a shingle. What's the thought process behind that? Well, a lot of coaches, when they're starting out, feel like they need to gain experience coaching all sorts of people, or they feel like they need to get a lay of the land and hone their general coaching skills, or they don't want to leave anyone out, or they don't want to miss out on any coaching opportunities. They have multiple ideas for a niche, but making the decision feels really overwhelming and confusing, or they're worried they're going to choose the wrong niche, so they just defer the decision. And a lot of time, the business coaches who are serving these life coaches who are starting out will say, eh, decide later. It's just not a big deal. I feel like one of the reasons that this is such a debate is because a lot of business coaches aren't familiar with the process of how to guide their clients to choose a specific niche that will really work for them. Helping coaches choose a niche is really an art. When I look at the business coaches who are out there saying, you don't need a niche, there's an irony there. They all have niches and their niches are usually really specific. They're really niche down. So it doesn't totally make sense to me. There's a real contradiction there. And I don't fault anybody because many of these business coaches helping life coaches who are starting out are making incredible contributions to the community and the industry. But their people often stay stuck and never get out of the gate trying to be a general life coach. Those coaches are starting out, stalling out, and not getting any traction. In my opinion, it's really problematic because coaches are signing up for all these business trainings, and then being told they don't need a niche and thinking there must be something fundamentally wrong with them when they don't gain traction, and then they quit. Also, for a good portion of coaches who are starting out, not choosing a niche is a way to sort of throw a smokescreen from having to take any action and putting themselves out there. It's just a way to stay stuck, and then they don't move beyond that first hurdle. I see this all the time. They stay stuck and they don't move forward and they use this as a reason to stall out, shut down, spin, hide out, and then kind of give up. Another little aside here. If you're a coach who is a general life coach and you're getting all the clients and going out there and have a full practice, I want to say good for you. If you're selling packages and coaching all the people and you've got traction and you're busy, fabulous. Then my recommendation for you is to keep doing what you're doing because it's working. You're you're taking action. You're getting results. You're making money. Awesome. I'm a huge believer in if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Down the road, if you want to use Facebook ads, more specified marketing, social media, all those things, you may want to consider having a niche because it will be easier to find your clients and Finding your clients is easier when you are more specific. Also, I've seen a lot of coaches that have started out as general life coaches and then had a slowed growth because they don't have any way to scale to do group programs or to create 
passive programs that are specific for their clients. But a lot of it just depends on what your goals are as a life coach. So if you're a general life coach and it's working for you, you're taking the action, you're getting the results and the money you want. Okay, that's awesome. Bravo, keep going. Don't change things. But for those of you who are not taking action, you're spinning, you're not seeing clients, you're not getting the results you want, I want you to listen up. When you're starting out as a life coach, you are looking for ways to distinguish yourself from the crowd. A lot of people are out there already calling themselves life coaches. You want to look for ways to set yourself apart from the throng of people out there saying they're life coaches. Let me give you an example in my therapy practice when I first started out. When I first started, I noticed right off the bat, this is a good 20 years ago, 25 years ago, that there were a bunch of therapists that were just general therapists in my practice and general therapists in the community. And I noticed that there were not a lot of therapists that were working with kids and I had experience working with kids. And so even as a therapist way back in the day, I decided that I was going to niche down and without even knowing what, what that was by working and marketing myself as a therapist that worked with kids. It really served me well because it was something there, there was a scarcity of, it was specific, there were not a lot of people doing it, and it set me apart from the crowd. So that's the same kind of mentality I want you to be thinking about. And I have two great analogies that I use with my clients all the time. The first one is of a person going fishing. So if you are going fishing and you're at a lake and there's 50 people casting their fishing poles, and they all have the same exact lure on it. And there's an, only a certain number of fish in the pond. So you all put, you know, worms on the end of your, your fishing poles. Well, the fish are not going to distinguish your fishing pole from anyone else's. And you may get a, a bite, but you're just as likely to get a bite as the person next to you or the person, you know, on the other side of the lake. But if you have a specific fishing lure that attracts the specific kind of fish that you are wanting to fish for, that is going to distinguish you from the other 50 people out there with just worms on the end of their hooks. So that's what I'm talking about when I say being a little more specific. Here's another example. Let's just say for a second, another, I have goofy analogies all the time, but let's pretend for a second that you have a dog whistle and all of your neighbors have dogs in the neighborhood and they all have dog whistles. Well, if, if it's a general dog whistle, all the dogs are going to come, but they're going to get kind of confused and they're going to just, you know, maybe either go to your neighbor's house or not pay attention or, you know, they're not going to see any distinguishment of your dog whistle. Now, if you want your dog to come to your house, then you should have a distinct dog whistle that is recognizable only to him. And a, the more specific it can be, the better, because when you whistle, then he'll know where to go and where to find you and how to get home and that it's time to get home. So I know those are kind of goofy analogies, but it's the same thing when it comes to niching down as a life coach. It can be really hard to get your voice heard if you sound like everybody else and you don't stand out. So then the question becomes, as a life coach, how do you set yourself apart? So let's talk about the reasons to have a niche if you're a life coach and how to set yourself apart and really dial down and be specific. So some of the advantages of doing that are that having a niche sets you apart from the crowd and makes it easier for people to find you. 
I think you've heard that one ad nauseum. The other thing is it makes your branding and your general copy, your marketing, your sales, your website, your communication, creating a list, communicating to your list so much easier because you are specifically talking to your population and they will feel heard and understood. Having a niche also helps you focus and constrain, and you can create programs that specifically address the needs of your clients. You can't do that if you're a general life coach. The other big thing that I see is we live in a world of ever-increasing customization and choice where people want things specifically tailored to them and their needs. So as a kid, my parents are both professors, one in sociology, one in political science. And we spent a lot of time around the dinner table having lots of talks involving why society worked the way it is, what the social trends were, social psychology, and also just what made people tick. So I feel like I have a really good understanding of that. And that's probably why I enjoy therapy and life coaching so much. I'm turning 50 this year. When I was a kid growing up, and I know this sounds a little long-winded, so just keep with me. If you had a choice in terms of coffee, it was either calf or decaf. If you were going to go to a fast food restaurant, you had like four choices, Burger King, McDonald's, KFC, Domino's. If you're going to have any kind of soda, it was going to be either a Coke or a Pepsi. There were three major networks where we listened to the news, CBS, NBC, ABC. It was kind of it. And, you know, you might have like half a dozen, a dozen radio stations, but there wasn't a lot of choice. We didn't have internet. There was no Hulu. There was no Amazon. No more emails or no cell phones. And just generally, we were in a society, in a world that had really limited choices and you just sort of dealt with it. There wasn't a lot of customization. But if you fast forward to our day and time now, think about it. We've got Starbucks, Amazon, Netflix, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Sirius Radio, Zappos. People want things to be customized just for them. We don't live in a world of calf or decaf anymore. And I can speak to that change in trends because I saw it. Starbucks gives you like all these choices and people expect to be catered to. I can't list the number of fast food joints that that are around in 2020. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of them. Think about TV and cable and Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and Apple TV. And that's just to name a few of the ways we can consume media like on a screen. And that's not even talking about YouTube. We've also got Sirius Radio, Spotify, Apple Music, thousands of podcasts, book on tape. And that's just the, actually it's not even books on tape. It's Audible. Sorry, I'm dating myself here. We have this mass production of so much information coming at us, it's hard to know where to look. I mean, I can't go to the gas station without having the gas pump these days, like try to get my attention and sell me something. You know, those little screens I'm talking about, like what is up with that? The information that comes to us each day is huge. There's so much of it and it's unique and it's customized and it's different for each human on this planet. And there's so much of it. So people kind of want and expect to get a certain level of customization when it comes to every area in their lives. We live in a world of information overload and an expectation that the marketing that we receive is going to be relevant and tailored just to us. 
So here's my question. Why would that be any different in the life coaching industry? I've seen this trend in the mental health and therapy field in the last few years. Even therapists are niching down. I only work with eating disorders or my specialty is just working with kids with ADHD or I only run groups for teenage girls or my entire practice only specializes in OCD or I only work with women who are going through postpartum where our culture in general is niching down because there's much more competition. There's much more information. Our attention is being pulled in many different directions and it's much harder to get heard over all the information being thrown at us 24 hours a day, really. So if you're a life coach and you're starting out, you are just trying to get your voice heard over all of this noise. It is going to be a lot easier for your people to find you, to hear you, to want to work with you if you are specifically targeting them directly and answering their queries for the specific help they need. Customization is key. Otherwise, you're just not going to get heard. So let's wrap this whole thing up. Even though there's a debate in the life coaching community about if you need a niche or not as a life coach, if you really look at our society and you look at the level of information being thrown at people right now, it is so much easier to be heard if you are specific, targeted, and have a super defined niche. It will give you so much more traction. So to answer the question, to niche or not to niche, you should niche. And not only that, you should niche down, my friend. Get really specific and then get more specific and then get even more specific. Now, again, a caveat, if you are a general life coach and you're in practice and your practice is booming, this isn't relevant for you until you want to scale. But if you're starting out and you're struggling and you can't figure out what direction to go, dial down, get a niche, get a really specific niche. So that's what I've got for you guys today. If you have struggled with niche trauma and you want to get your niche dialed, you are totally in the right place, my friend. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have struggled with niche trauma and you want to get your niche dialed, you have come to the right place. Come check out my course, Dial Your Niche in Five Hours. The course is self-explanatory. If you don't have a niche and you want to get one dialed quickly, this is definitely the course for you. See you next time. Thank you.